0: We're holding in Perik Chavav, Pejlam and Gimel, Amun Aleph, by the new section Vihina Eitz Hayutzah. We have moved into practical Eitzah for Avodah Hashem. After the long and short way of inspiration for Ahavas and Yirah Hashem, we're moving into practical Eitzah, and the first one discussed is Simcha. Well, Tanya says that the first thing that a person needs in order to serve Hashem is to have simcha and to remove himself of kol daiga, any worry or sadness that will bog him down and slow him down and make his Avotis Hashem lazy and slow and heavy, that has to be removed in order to have the proper zirizus and simcha necessary in order to serve Hashem. So the first thing that the Tanya starts to deal with is, if a person's sadness or depression, comes from things of this world. Bone Chayu, comes from things that have to do with having or not having children, or a livelihood, or health. So, the Tanya says, the famous Chazal, keshem Shem toive, that just like a person has to thank Hashem for things that are obviously good, he has to thank Hashem for things that look bad. And and the Gemara says that the way that you do that is to be mekabal and besimcha. And he says that, Why is a person Meqabal and besimcha? Because of the concept of Gam Zulu because this is also good. Meaning, a person can't be Meqabal something with Simcha. A person can't go through something with a sense of Simcha as long as he feels that this is bad. He can only be besimcha from something that's good. So, if he understands that everything that happens in his life is good, so then he can be Meqabal at besimcha. So now the Tanya goes into an in-depth understanding of why is this good means how could a person go through a certain amount of lack or Khalila even suffering and say that this is, in effect, good? What is the understanding of that? Of course, he could just say that whatever Hashem does is good, but the Tanya gives us an understanding. And he says that there are two parts to Hashem's name. There's Hashem's name is made up of the letters Yud-K, Vov-K. The Tanya says that Yud-K has a connection to what's called Almadis-Kass, the hidden world. Vov-K is has a connection to what's called Alma de Izgalia, which is the open and revealed world. So, of course, this has many, many understandings and many explanations, but for our context, open and revealed would mean as simply as something that we can understand or something that we can't understand. And therefore, the Yudke would be a relationship to Hashem, a hanhog from Hashem, a behavior from Hashem, that is something that's out of our realm of understanding. So to us, it's hidden. So therefore, it's called almadis Kasi, It's called from the hidden world. And is Isgalia, which would mean the Vavke, would be things that we can understand, which would mean things that are openly good for us. Because we understand that everything that comes from Hashem is good. So therefore, what we openly understand is good has a connection to almadis Isgalia. It's revealed. And what's hidden from us means what the goodness is hidden from us. That has a connection to Hamadis from the hidden world. Meaning, everything that comes from Hashem is good. Some of it is revealed good, and some of it's hidden good. Now we know that in the order of Hashem's name, the Yud K is of a higher Madrega than the Vav K. Means the hidden world is a higher level than the revealed world, and that is even why it's hidden. It's hidden because if it would be revealed, it would be impossible to come out. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be able to be properly experienced and expressed if it would come out into this world it's too high, therefore it has to hide itself so it comes out that if a person has suffering or if a person has lack that lack is not only good, it's so good that that good can't be expressed in this world and therefore, it has a connection to the Yudke. And he brings the pasuk Ashri Ka, that that pasuk discusses somewhat suffering, Isurim, and it has a connection to the letters of Hashem's name, Are Yudke. And Tanya says that that's why it says in the Gemara that someone who's Sameach someone who's happy, even when Hashem challenges him with lack or Chalili suffering, his reward is Ketseis Hashemish B'Igvurasai that his reward will be when the sun will come out of its encasement, its nartik, that that the sun is in Eulam it's encased in a covering, and therefore we can't experience the full glory of the sun. Obviously, he means also like a spiritual um, expression that, that, that the sun is a demonstration of, but even in this world, there's a power of the sun. The sun has healing powers, the sun has power to bring bracha and simcha. Th- those powers that the sun has are hidden behind a, a shell, a nartik, a, a shield, and we can't experience the full glory of the sun. Someone who's happy with yisurim, so he will love it. When the Mashiach comes, he'll be his reward. Will be to experience the sun out of its nartik. Meaning, he spent his life being happy with something that is hidden from the world and can't be experienced in its full glory because because the world can't handle it. Which is like the sun. The world can't handle the sun without its cover. His reward will be the experience of that that he was happy with even though he couldn't see it. And therefore he will be able to experience the enhanced pleasure of having a connection to an open revealed expression of the Yudkei.